Your business is an asset that can support a thriving life. I believe this, and I am committed to making this a reality for every entrepreneur and business owner who listens to this podcast. The Women Thriving in Business podcast was created with you in mind. Whether you are thinking about entrepreneurship or you're a business veteran, this podcast has inspiration, information, and advice you can use to thrive in business. Women Thriving in Business features candid, unscripted conversations with entrepreneurs, business experts, authors, and academics who will contribute to your business success. I seek out and talk with business leaders who have built, grown, and thrived in business. My name is Nikki Rogers, transformation coach, author, and the host of Women Thriving in Business podcast. I work with women entrepreneurs to develop the mindset, strategies, and connections necessary to thrive in business. Join me and your fellow thrivers each week on this journey of discovery and success. Hello, Thrivers. This week's guest is Phoenix Blue, who is the publisher and guiding force behind Wisdom Works LLC. Phoenix launched Wisdom Works during the pandemic and has published a book each month since starting the business. The goal of Wisdom Works is to create a platform for young people to publish their art and to spotlight writers who are willing to share their wisdom with the world. As the leader of Wisdom Works, Phoenix has interviewed, mentored, and served as an accountability partner for many up-and-coming authors. And current projects include poetry collection, a children's book, and young adult fiction. Phoenix is currently working on planning a writing conference for 2022. In today's episode, Phoenix shares how the pandemic provided the ideal environment for launch and some tips for writers looking to get published. Let's go. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of the Women Thriving in Business podcast. I'm so delighted to have with me today Phoenix Blue, who is a publisher and author and all-around creative. And we're going to learn all about, one, how she has thrived within the pandemic. So welcome, Phoenix, to the podcast. Thank you for having me. It's my pleasure to be here. Yes. So we're just going to get right into it. Tell us a little bit about your business and really what inspired you to get started on your entrepreneurial journey. Absolutely. So my business is called Wisdom Works, and it's because I wanted to share my wisdom with other authors that are out there. And so the publishing company is going to be my, it it is, and is going to continue to be my um, opportunity to help other authors and creatives to get their works out there. And prior to the pandemic, I was a teacher. So I guess that is still in me to continue to teach others and help them to get to their place that they want to be. And so I was inspired, you know, knowing that I wanted to publish to help others to do it along the way. So that's what kind of gave birth to Wisdom Works. All right, great. And, you know, I know you launched during the pandemic. So tell us about 
<laughs> tell us about that. Tell us about, you know, why now? What inspired you to launch in the midst of, you know, a time, a really precarious time for a lot of people? And what have you been able to achieve since you launched? Okay, so I am a woman of faith. And so it was actually prior to the pandemic that I was getting this urge to like launch. It was like, it's time for the books to come out. It's time for your stories to be unleashed. And so in February, I just was starting to do everything. Like I, you know, submitted to editors. I started to learn all the things about, you know, publishing and continue to learn. I had been learning for about a year, but it was like, now's the time. And so everything was in place in February. So we all know that in March, the world came crashing down. And I was like, oh my gosh, everything was already laid out. I had put everything, you know, the the finances were there. I had all the contacts that I needed in February. And so I began the process. And by May, we were able to pretty be up and running completely. And despite everything, you know, it, it was like awesome for me because everyone was at home. So people who wanted to write, you know, are reaching out <laughs> and because they have time on their hands. Right. Mm-hmm. And I also had that opportunity to get my work out there as well, because you're at home. And so it actually ended up being something positive. And it looks like that's what was already in my spirit in February. <laughs> I love that. I mean, you know, you you talk about preparation and planning. So we're going to come back and talk about that a little bit. But it was like you were ready and you just didn't let the pandemic stop you. So I, I love that. So can you talk a bit about the books that you have published, the books that you want to publish and just some of the things that you've been working on since you launched? Absolutely. Well, I'm most excited because I have a new partnership with an educator who wanted to get out something nonfiction. And that's not a genre that I actually publish in. So I'm excited that that project will be coming out next year. And I have another teacher again who has had this children's story for years just sitting on the shelf. And so that is coming out too. My personal projects, I have published a poetry book, one children's book, and then two young adult books this year. So who knows what next year brings, but I'm very excited that those projects are out. Wow. So you, you published four books since. (laughs) Amazing. (laughs) Amazing. 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 What do you think, you know, you talked about planning. So talk to us a little bit about how important that planning has been and you know, have you been able to stick with your plan post-launch? Absolutely. I think I'm always one of those people that say, begin with the end in mind, right? I think it was Covey or whoever Mm -hmm. wrote it, begin with the end in mind. And so in February, I was already thinking about where I wanted to be in December. And the goal was to have three books published, okay, by then. So I had to work my way back. So if, if you only have a period of nine months or so, and you have three books, that you want to get out, you're thinking, oh, well, I need to make sure it's like every three months I have a project going out, you know? And so, yes, I was be able, I was able to stick to that schedule because I planned, I started by thinking where I wanted to be in the end and work my way back, kind of made an outline from there. So I think that could work with anything in life. You know, I'm a mom. It's the same thing. What's for dinner? Right. Exactly. <laughs> plan ahead of time, right? I mean, meal prep. So it was the same way in my business. 
Okay, great, great. Who are some of the, you know, maybe connection? You talked a bit about some partnerships, but thinking about back to either connections, collaborations, you know, what were some of the, who, who or what were some of the best collaborations that have helped you get to where you are right now? I say the best collaborations so far. One was an actual published poet who first gave me realistic expectations and said, hey, you know, poetry is not like, you know, everyone's not running to the shelves to get it on Amazon. (laughs) So, you know, I hope it's a passion project. And I'm like, it is a passion project. And so, but walking me through the steps from what, you know, how does each cover look? I have all these different genres and there are certain things that you have to know for your genre. So a poem, people are expecting certain things from the book cover. A young adult book, they're expecting certain things. And then a children's book, they're expecting certain things. So her wisdom with that was priceless. It has been very helpful. One of my books now is actually nominated for a a, um, book contest cover, a cover contest. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. So, you know, I'm, I'm very grateful to her for that. But the other partnership was an editor who was honest. I think you need that in publishing. You know, sometimes people... Just to get the coins, they'll tell you whatever you need to hear. And I like that I have a very candid editor. It's like, no, we're going to go ahead and get rid of this. (laughs) Appreciate that. I love it. And, you know, thinking about transitioning or, or, or flowing between being an author and being a publisher, what is different about being a publisher than just, you know, kind of putting your own work out there? The freedom that I get as being a creative is that I can put things out that are passion. They are passion projects. You know, I'm very passionate about bullying. And so I wanted to make sure I had stories that went with that and the worth and value of young girls. I can create things for that to inspire them and, you know, help to build their self-esteem. So I can work with my passions there. It's different when you have to consider profits and a publisher is considering profits and making sure that your client is going to have their ultimate success. And so that is the difference to me is that when I'm going into a project, they're passionate, but I have to remind them that we need to be profitable, you know? Right. (laughs) Right. I think that's important. And especially as we run our businesses, particularly as women, it's, you know, it's great to be passionate, but you got to have the profit that supports that passion. You know, one of the things that you know, it looks like everything's great and everything's successful, right? If you think back to over your time of the last few months and in, in, in launching, what have been some of the challenges that you faced as you launched? One of the challenges is though the writing community is very helpful, beneficial, all of those different things. Sometimes you with certain in certain areas, you do feel alone. You're, you're making these decisions on your own. And so for me, there have been a couple of instances where, you know, I'm like, oh, I'm going to do this. And then that project wasn't the best idea, you know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) it wasn't the best experience. So people are trying different things out there. They're trying to be in this virtual environment and sometimes it fails and sometimes it's a success. And so you kind of learn along the way. So the most difficult part for me has been those when you're like, oh, so there's one person that showed up. Okay, that's fine. I'm going to really entertain this first first, this one person. <laughs> hey, I'm glad you came to my Zoom. I mean, right. one, <laughs> you know, hey, but learning along the way, you know, what could you do better next time? Mm-hmm. Great, great. 
What are some of the things that you do in order to, you know, as you're reaching out to get authors to publish, how do you, you know, one is recruiting, right? So getting someone who's interested maybe in writing a book, but what is it that you do to, you know, help motivate, motivate your authors to really finish the book? I'm sure you meet lots of people who are like, I want to write a book. I read the book. How do you get people like across that finish line? Storytelling. So what I mean that is I ask them ahead of time, what is the story? How does the story of their life look? And how is this book involved in that? And so as they start to tell that story about how life is going to be once they're published their book, you know, how things are going to change and all oh, this, this and this, I've been wanting to do this for so long. This is, you know, my, I think this is my purpose on earth and all of that. Then I'm constantly reminding them of that. And so it's starting with what is the vision that you hope for in your life? And then working back, you remember, remember you said that was your goal, reminding them of that along the way. I love that. Just keeping them looking forward and like that, like you said, begin with the end in mind and that that's going to drive you forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when we were talking about some of the things that you wanted to share with the audience, you mentioned never settling and thinking creatively. If you could talk to us a little bit about how you leverage those ideals within your life and share tips that others can use, that would be great. Okay, so I would like to start with the thinking creatively because no matter what your business is, you have to separate yourself from everyone else. People will constantly ask you, okay, well, you're an author, so what makes you different? I've seen a story on this. How's your story different? Pitch it to me. And so you're going to have to think like, if everyone is turning right, how can I turn left? What can I do that's slightly different? but also not reinventing the wheel. So when I say think creatively, that doesn't mean you have to think of something that's totally new, right? We could see something that's slightly new. So when we look at a, a, a successful business like Wendy's or McDonald's, that doesn't mean that Culver's couldn't exist. They just mm-hmm. slightly changed it a little bit. And that's the same thing for your business and whatever industry you're in. How can you set yourself apart? It could be your logo, it could be your charitable connection that's with your business. It could be your life story. Whatever it is that makes you different, you need to honor that. And then never settling is all about, you know, what are your goals? And then what is your goal beyond that? What's the stretch goal? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And along the way, never forgetting what that is and then pushing yourself up to the next level. So if I say, hey, I wanted to reach 16 authors and I do that, that's not enough. Then I want, I need to stretch and go, can I reach 20? Right. Right. I I love that. And I think that's so important is to, to even reach beyond what you think your capabilities are to get that stretch. And as a business person, I feel like I get stretched all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone is stretched this year, right? (laughs) (laughs) Like, Yes, just, yeah, I feel like a rubber band, really, really, just all all over stretched. <laughs> Absolutely. But we don't break, right? We, don't we do break. not break. We do not break. We, we like, <laughs> we expand to places we never thought we'd go. So I, I just find that exciting. Definitely exciting. You know, as you think about 
not only your motivation for starting the business, but thinking about the mindset that actually led you to even want to seek entrepreneurship. Can you talk to us a bit about, you know, maybe it's it's your upbringing or, or maybe, you know, your work experience. What really encouraged you to step out? What really made you think or, or gave you the confidence to know you would be successful as an entrepreneur? It was not my upbringing. I was not uh, raised or in the area where there were entrepreneurs. Okay. That wasn't really within my family, but was there, well, what was there was the idea of being the best at whatever you do. So mm-hmm. trying to be the best at whatever you do. And so what happened with me in areas of my life with teaching, I tried to be the best that I could be. And then, so when I was chosen as teacher of the year, other teachers started to ask me, well, what did you do? And so all an entrepreneur actually does is answer a question for someone and provide something for them, provide a service or a product. And so it's the same thing. People are like, oh, you published a book. How'd you do that? And then I just responded by answering. So I think what was the uh, whole motivation of the entrepreneurial experience was just the idea of trying to be the best and then sharing that with someone else through a product or a service. Spot on. I couldn't agree more. I, I love that. And I, I think it's important that you say like you did not come from an entrepreneurial family because I think so many of us that that is also our story. And when you don't see it, you're like, how do I do this? But I love that idea of you you answering a question. I, I love that for our definition of being an entrepreneur, answering a question. Yes, indeed. And I, I think we all can. We can all do that. So like you said, you've, you've been successful as a teacher. And so that really gave you the confidence to say, I can go out there and, and do this in another realm. So yeah, we can help someone know. else. Right. <laughs> exactly. And you were able to combine both your, your passion and your skill set. So that's great. You know, what is it that you do? You know, you talked about researching and learning about being a publisher. You know, what are some of the things that you do to either improve your skills as a writer, improve your understanding of being a publisher? How do you keep improving yourself? I continue to try to be part of the community. And so that's whether through social media or organizations or just like real life human beings, partnering with them and talking to them, seeing what's hot and what's the trend in our community. And so I think continuing to educate yourself, I say, no, whatever, whatever field you're in, you need to continue to learn about that field. So I think I'm, I'm a lifelong learner, right? I'm always mm-hmm. trying to see what's new and what's going on. So I continue to do that. And I reach out to people. Not everyone will say yes, but you don't know. I mean, they can only say no or ignore you or, <laughs> or yes. And so I, I don't have a problem with reaching out to people who've been successful and saying, hey, you know. Uh, would you mind sitting with me and talking or would you mind, you know, in a Zoom or something like that or responding through email? Uh, I have no problem doing that. Great. Great. So what advice would you give to a burgeoning author? You know, if if they wanted to come work with you, get their work published, what would you say to them? I would say for them to continue to follow their passion. And I would say, you know, if this is truly a passion project, Let's go ahead and make this thing happen. Whatever author that I work with, I let them know that I am there as a partner throughout the process and that my vision is for them to actually achieve their goals. 
Make sure you follow your passion. I'm your partner. And let's go ahead and help you fulfill your purpose. I love that. Passion, partnership, purpose. Love it. Love it. So can you tell our audience, Phoenix, how they can find you? Well, your wonderful audience, and thank you for having me, first of all, again, (laughs) but your wonderful audience can reach out to me at Phoenix Blue Inc. That's F-E-N-Y-X Blue Inc. on all social media. So I would love for them to follow, subscribe, get a book, or just, you know, follow my journey. I love it. Well, Phoenix, thank you. It has been a pleasure talking with you today. I will include your website and all your social media handles in the show notes. But it has been wonderful having you here with us on the Women Thriving in Business podcast. And I look forward to seeing all the great things that you're going to do in the future. Same here. All right. (laughs) Take care. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Women Thriving in Business podcast. If you like this episode, share it with a friend. You can also join us on social media to share your feedback and comments. We'd love to hear from you. Be sure to like, review, and subscribe on iTunes so you never miss an episode. Until next week, keep thriving. Thank you.